This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. What is going on, good people? You're watching the Fantasy Football Show, the Friday night edition, week 14. And uh, we've got some some players in the news on screen right in front of your face. Likely out, Elijah Mitchell, Hawkinson, Keenan Allen, Waller, Gaskin, Swift, Jamal, both Detroit running backs. We got some dilemmas on our on our hands here walking into week number 14. Gary first in the building, Kyle second, Slayer third, Dribble, Oliver, and Grossman, Blackbeard, Double A, WRM, Jose, E111 are all next in line. We're talking week 14, questionable. Henderson, Mike Williams, Debo, Melvin, Pollard. Uh, some of these guys are more likely out than others. We can talk about them as you roll your questions in for tonight. Uh, expected to play Barkley, Kamara, Metcalf, Eckler, among many other players we could bring up in over the course of the hour. Taysom Hill being one injured but playing. Um, you have uh, Adrian Peterson not not expected to play Week 14. That means Rashad Penny, DJ Dallas, Alex Collins will all kind of divide up potentially the workload, or they roll with a hot hand, kind of like San Francisco might do. When they roll out Jeff Wilson, maybe go hasty. Maybe they get a little hasty with their running back position. I don't know. But if you're counting on that San Francisco running attack, you might run into a problem. No, I was next in line after the last name. Uh, Van, you're a little late. You were not next in line. Uh, Cambo was. Then Brown, then you. Then Diaz. Then dri- dribble, oh, dribble, you already mentioned. Smitty, would you trade away Dalvin Cook for Justin Jefferson? Yes. In Dynasty, in redraft, um, you could argue it, but you probably are safer with Cook and Madison than you are just with Jefferson, but you could make an argument. You can make an argument. Debo, no playing, says, uh, says Nick. Well, Nick, they're going to probably... I would say sit him, but we don't know for sure. So, your statement is speculation um, currently, but I agree with you that ultimately that will be what happens. Um, they're they're running him out there. They're making him give it a go. I think just to see where he's at, like jogging around. But jogging around, doing drills is very different than actually coming out and firing off that 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 uh, groin or hamstring or whatever you're dealing with when you're you're dealing with an injury of that sort Gro- groin hamstring uh quad those are all injuries you have to go out and fire off in warm-ups to know if you're ready to go so there's there is a slight chance that Debo tries to play he's got a little time before kickoff so you know he he could he could see how he feels tomorrow but more than likely they're going to make that decision on game day or we'll know in plenty of time to say, hey, Debo's not playing. Uh, Cooper Cup was upgraded to full practice. Zach Ertz limited. Uh, two straight limited practices for Ertz, who is a new addition to the injury report this week. Ertz should play through the shoulder issue, but with DeAndre Hopkins back to full health, which I love to hear. I don't know if it's true, 
but people are writing it. If they write it on the internet, it has to be true. People are saying it. Hopkins is full, full go. It's written on the web. It's got to be true. I hope it's true. Hopkins, come home. Come home, Hopkins. Come home to your top 1 to 10 at least wide receiver production that's got open arms waiting for you, DeAndre. We need you back in the top 10 frame of mind. Uh, Daryl Henderson remain limited Friday. Hendy's very, very questionable. Um, let's see. After being active on an emergency basis last week, Henderson is trending toward playing Monday night, but could be another week or so uh, of limited action or, or a week of Sony Michelle potentially leading the way. So even if you have Hendy, they're excited enough about Sony Michelle. They might they might give him a majority of the work. You might barely see Henderson or this is McVay. We can't pre predict McVay. He could run Hendy out full-time. We don't know. It's a risky proposition playing a Niner running back in week 14 and playing a Rams running back in week 14. But we are not sitting here with a bunch of options, some of us, with injuries, with busting play, with all the bad things going on around the league. We may have to start one of those guys. So I understand if you're in that dilemma um, and facing that dilemma. But you are running the risk of, of starting Sony Michelle and him not doing what you expect. You run the risk of starting Jeff Wilson and Hasty getting off to a hot start and Shanahan going, give me, give me Hasty. Give me a whole bunch of Hasty. Hasty could barely play. We don't know. We don't know. Higgins for Michelle. Gary, that's tough. Higgins is also banged up. We got to monitor him. Um, I don't know. I don't know. H Higgins and Michelle are very, very close. If Michelle's getting all the work and, and Higgins you feel uncomfortable about, Michelle's not a bad play. But if Higgins is a go, if you don't feel like Higgins will truly be hampered, how can you sit him in PPR? It'd be pretty tough. Uh, Mooney, I like Mooney. Zapeta. I like Mooney. Are we sitting Mooney? Depends on your options, Zapeta. It depends on what you're working with. What you're wielding, bro, is it is it somebody of that, that caliber or do you have a much you know, safer call that's just banged up. Uh, probably going to have to take a lap. Uh-oh, Tanner. What did Tanner do? 70 of you in the room, please punch the thumbs up on your way in the door. It helps me. It helps the channel. What helps the channel uh, in turn helps you because it helps me produce better content, bolder content, more frequent content for you. You, my awesome the Fantasy Football Show community. We're about to hit 10K. I'm so grateful you guys make the show. You are the show. And you need to hit the button for your own show. This is your show. Punch the thumbs up. You're watching a show for the people, by the people. And we're going to take this thing to the next level in the coming weeks, months, and especially in 2022 in general. We're taking the fantasy football uh, industry by storm. No one's going to know what hit them in 2022. It's going to be different. It's going to be bigger, better, and stronger than ever before. Mooney or Sony. Uh, you don't like Fields, but Fields loves Mooney, bro. Um, Snakey says, are we still expecting Elijah Moore not to play? Um, Elijah Moore. Whenever I see that, I'm, I'm always thinking... Um, 
Elijah Mitchell. Does anybody else have that problem? When you see Elijah Moore, you you think you're looking at Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is still questionable. Moore will test his injured quad Friday and Saturday. He's looking like a game time call. No update. I couldn't fit everybody on here, but I got a majority of the people. I should have probably had Elijah Moore on here as well. I always think of Elijah Mitchell. Start back up to Jamal in the flex. What? Start back up to Jamal. In f- oh, you're talking about uh, Jamar. Jeff, Jamar, right? He's okay, bro. He's okay. Yes, I hear everybody has that problem. Says E111. Um... We're going to go to the phone lines in a little bit. Jeff Wilson or Henderson? Probably Jeff Wilson right now. Jeff Wilson or J-Rob? I don't know how I feel about J-Rob right now. I don't know if I trust J-Rob right now. Who here trusts J-Rob? And don't just say it because you own him. Like, who here truly owns him, doesn't own him? I prefer people that don't own him to answer the question if they do, in fact, believe in him. But... I'm real worried about James Robinson. He was held out Thursday as a part of load management plan. He's got the heel and the knee issue. Last week, J-Rob had eight carries for 24 yards and one reception. Horrible outing. He hasn't had a 100-yard game since week number five, which was his only 100-yard game of the year. He did have a string of touchdowns from weeks three, four, five through six, where he had one, two, one, and one score in back to back to back to back weeks. So week three through six, he was an absolute touchdown monster. And even though he didn't pull in or, or drop any a ton of hundred yard rushing games because he only had the one one hundred yard rushing game, the touchdowns were enough. And he was getting pretty decent receiving uh, production. No no receiving touchdowns on the year. But he had like a 46-yard receiving game. A couple negative two-yard games back-to-back. 28 yards, 29, 17. He's done okay in the PPR game. Not not great. Um, but we didn't expect that out, out of J-Rob this year. But to actually be playing in back-to-back games that are pretty mediocre in weeks 12 and 13 and now being hurt I don't trust him I don't trust him I'm not saying bench him I'm just saying you know play him with caution I don't have him but I've been paying I haven't been paying too much attention says E111 Tanner Jefferson Odell Cooks or Ayuk start one Those are those are like coin toss close, bro. I'm forcing an, an answer. I I probably go. I probably go Odell if you want super high upside, but you're okay with the risk. I probably go Cooks if you want, you know, a consistent, steady type outing. Ayuk is high upside, high risk. You know, depending on if Debo plays or doesn't play, and I don't even know that I trust Ayuk right now. Jefferson's like a probably lesser volume uh, option. I mean, he, he could have similar volume as Odell, but 
but I like Jefferson a lot. Like part of me wants to say go Jefferson because I love how I love the rapport between him and McVay right now. McVay trusts him. McVay loves him. There, there was a lot of footage of, of them like hugging it out after his touchdown catch, saying thanks for believing in me. And he he loved he loved what Van was putting on the field, bro. So like part of me likes Van Jefferson here, but I think you probably got to go Cooks. You know, assuming Cooks is healthy and ready to go. Um, Brandon Cooks. He's always kind of banged up, and you never even know if he's... Even if he doesn't show up on the injury report, you're just worried about him. He's questionable for Week 14. He was a full participant in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, but popped up on the injury report Friday, today, with limited practice. The timing of the injury is concerning, but Cooks does at least play in the early window of games, so fantasy managers will know if he's active or not so yeah you can kind of adjust and adapt he hasn't blown up as of late three catches last week for 38 yards no touchdowns week prior three catches for 45 we're talking about brandon cooks one td and 45 yards so two weeks ago but then two back-to-back games without touchdowns and low yardage i mean he hasn't been blown up as of late I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if I like either any of these guys um, more than the other. Like they're all pretty close. Odell's maybe you go Odell. Maybe you go with the high upside in Odell Tanner. I don't know. Bring it bring it to us tomorrow too. We'll put a put put it to a group vote, and if if the the group wants to vote on it now, Mark Cleveland has a very similar problem. Jeff Wilson or Van Jefferson trying to confuse me with these. These names. We got Eli Mitchell and Elijah Moore. For whatever reason, my brain struggles with that one like no other. You say Elijah Moore, and I'm picturing Eli Mitchell. You see Eli Mitchell, and I'm wondering if you're talking about Elijah Moore. You talk about Van Jefferson. I don't know if you're talking about Jeff Wilson. (laughs) It's like, what's going on here? Uh, The the combination of names you guys throw at me are just, they they make my mind spin. Um, Jeff Wilson or Van Jefferson. I'm probably going Jeff Wilson, Mark, but I'm not going to say I like, I like the call. I love Van Jefferson. I want him in there so bad at PPR. I love him. But Jeff Wilson could get Mitchell production. It, it's so tough because what if Hasty comes? We don't know. What if Hasty comes out and just looks the hot hand and, and Shanahan's like, Give me, give me the Duble. Give me, give me both running backs. Totally, um, you know, 50-50. and then, and then you have Van Jefferson pulling. You know, he almost pulled in two touchdowns. Van Jefferson last week should have had another touchdown. Um, I don't know. Hasty is always hurt though. I'm gonna go ahead and say Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson, final answer for me for right now, Mark. It's a tough one. It's a very, very tough dilemma. But, you know, in the end, honestly, it feels like one where they're both going to score pretty close. So you might feel like you made the the wrong call and then it ends up, ends up being a wash. So I don't know that I worry too much. Okay. New show. Sorry, I'm clicking. Little housekeeping there. Blackbeard, what's up, good buddy? Melvin, healthy scratch time. Let's hope. 
let's hope Ian. Let's hope. If they healthy scratch Melvin Gordon or if they just sit him for another week, that is a good confident sign in Javante's workload going forward. I'm starting Wilson at the flexes. James, James, I appreciate you being here. Tell me why Van didn't get two TDs. Droppy dropper hands. Um, I forget the exact play, bro. But Van Jefferson should have had a second touchdown. I forget. Anybody remember why? So much happened last week. So much has happened today, yesterday, the day before. The Melvin Gordon, will he play, will he not play? And Madison, who's going to get these open rushing lanes? And let's be honest, like I have Cook and Madison in a couple leagues, so I'm plenty happy with what Cook dropped. Like it did me, it did me a solid in those leagues, but I do have more Madison shares than I do Cook and Madison shares because no one has an excuse for owning Dalvin Cook and not owning Alexander Madison. You had ample opportunity to cuff those two and reach an entire round or a round and a half to make sure you cuff the, the two together. But I have a handful of Cook and Madison teams, and I have like 90% of all my leagues I own Madison. So part of me's biased and upset that Madison didn't get those open rushing lanes that were clear as day, you know, open. And, and, and Madison, what, like the problem with fantasy, and this is fantasy football, this is fantasy football. The problem with the situation that, that occurred on Thursday night, last night, um, is that <laughs> had Madison started, Madison would have, let's say Madison would have done 80% of that. You know, let's say Cook, Cook is better. Cook is better than Madison. Cook has got some of the quickest feet in the league. He goes from a zero to, to, to 100% as quick as a Tesla. Like, he is phenomenal. Phenomenal on the field. His feet, He looks so in shape and ready to rumble. He was playing with a vengeance. He was upset. He had a chip on his shoulder, no pun intended, on his shoulder that was harnessed in place. Um, and he was he was clearly, like, not hampered by the shoulder, but limited in a little bit of his mobility. But it didn't matter. Dude had open, rushing lanes. It was like I described... On Thursday night after the game when I went live. It was like when you're playing Madden. And you need the other team to score real quick. And you're grabbing defender. Dragging him over. Switch to the other defender before the ball snaps. Drag the defender over. And you literally pull everybody on the defense to one side. And leave completely wide open players on the right. So you can get them to score a touchdown. You want the computer to score a touchdown real quick. On a, on a deep in a post or something. It felt like that. Watching this game. Had Madison had... The opportunity to start, even if he did lesser than, than Cook did, which he would have been a little lesser. We'd have people in here in this chat, four, five, six people every couple minutes going, Madison season, is he, what, where do we draft him next year? Like everybody would have been through the roof. It would have been Madison season. People would, have be, would be talking about his dynasty value. That's how quickly things can change in fantasy football situation is everything you need luck on your side on top of talent. And literally, you watch one player fall out of grace, everybody's grace, and one player rise back in. 
And, you know, Cook looked good. Cook's going to do good as long as he can stay on the field. There's a lot of risk to that shoulder. I'm a Cook owner. And like I said, a handful of leagues. But I'm worried about one pop to that shoulder in the first quarter. He's done for the game. You know, so I'm worried about it. But, man, he looked good. And those rushing lanes were just wide open. Elijah Moore, Scary Terry, or Javante Williams need to start too. Give me Scary Terry and Javante. Not saying it's an easy call to put Elijah Moore on the bench, bro. But I'm not sitting Javante. I'm not sitting McLaurin. Those are two must plays for me. Elijah Moore is... He's almost a must flex for sure, but you have good options that are a little unusual. Um... Do you ever get stressed trying to win on a weekly basis in your leagues? I'm always so stressed, always thinking about lifetime packages, so can you so I can text you. Troy, I'm here for you, bro. And you know what I'd tell you? Because on my text line, Troy, what you would like, I think on my text line, bro, every single text you get from me is going to be a voice message. And I got this specific phone so that I can do that. It allows me to send a voice message, an audio file to you every time. So you send me a question, I send you a voice response back. The good thing about my HeySmitty.com text line is that, which you can all order at HeySmitty.com, which Troy is talking about right now. Or Troy, get the lifetime package because you get the draft call too. Um, and you get this free text text line for 2022 and the remainder of this year. But what's good about it is I don't just text you with like a little Im- Im- ambiguous little fragment that gets like auto-corrected or whatever. I leave you like oftentimes a minute, sometimes too long, minute, minute and a half message on my response for you. So I'll be able to tell you how, how, how I feel, not just type it. You'll, you'll, you'll hear it in my voice, bro. And what I'm going to tell you, Troy, you need to get back to the fun part of fantasy football. Far too many of you are taking this not I'm not, I don't want to say too seriously. You need to take it more seriously. Like this is not I hate when people say it's just a game, it's just fantasy football. It's not just fantasy football to me. This is my job. This is what I do day in and day out. This isn't just fantasy football. This is my career. This is my show. This is my job. This is my this is my this is what I focus my time on 365 days a year, even Christmas night, late at night I get back on here and drop content 365 but what i will tell you troy is that far too many people are taking fantasy football in a direction they shouldn't be taking it which is a negative worrisome stressful anxiety type place you need to remember why you play you need to remember that you're playing fantasy football for the rush you're playing fantasy football because you like being down five points with with one player left you got you know, Mike Williams going on a Monday night. You're down by five points and you got Mike Williams. He's got nobody. That's what you live for. When you can't have fun with that scenario and it stresses you out and you'd rather have it all locked up and and not have that potential fun moment, you need to reset your thinking. I'm not saying quit fantasy football if you feel that way. We all just need to reel ourselves back and realize why we play. I'd rather have fun doing it and, and, and enjoy that rush and the comeback. Or you're up 12. 
he's got a player and you don't have anybody, that's fun too. You have to remember to keep it fun and understand why you play. Far too many people just, they get so stressed. I had a buddy. So Troy, get my lifetime membership. I'll take care of you, bro. I had a buddy that literally quit fantasy because he couldn't sleep at night. You make a trade with him, the player would get hurt. He'd call you up and just like threaten you and get upset. <laughs> he couldn't handle it. And I'm like, bro, you need to understand that you're playing this for fun. Not, not that it's just a game. You're playing this strategic, amazing contest that has all kinds of, uh, uh, of, of uh, strategy involved. You know, taxing your mind, how to beat your opponent. It's a big, massive game, like 3D chess, man. It's like 3D chess you're playing when you play fantasy football. You're playing because of the challenge and the rush, and he's freaking out about this and that. He makes the wrong call. He was one of those, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it player people, and I'd tell him, no, you didn't know it, Bob. You didn't know it, Bob, because he'd say, I knew I should, like in the example of Cooker Madison, he would have probably played Madison. Because he overthought it. He freaked out. Well, what if Cook doesn't do well? What if Cook's hurt? I'm just going to play Madison and sit Cook. Then the next day, we'll call him Bob. He'd say, Smitty, I knew it. I knew it. I should have started Cook. I knew it. And I'd say, Bob, you didn't know it. Because if you knew it, you wouldn't have started Madison, you bonehead. He would literally say he knew it all the time. He didn't know anything. He didn't know it, and it bothered him. He didn't want to better himself. He didn't want to improve upon his skills, which is why at sleeperu.com, which you can find right here. Want bold year-round rankings, trade calculators, and bold predictions? Get on over to sleeperu.com. At sleeperu.com, I have training videos. Training videos, how to get better at, at drafting, how to draft from every single draft slot, draft from the one pick, draft from the four pick, draft from the 12 pick, training, fantasy football training, how to trade negotiate, how do you get better at, at trade negotiation, how do you use psychology and mind tricks to manipulate a trade, I've got all the training coming in 2022. Um, an example of it would be the video you saw, uh, recently that I just posted that's called, um, uh, let me pull it up. It's called the psychology of fantasy football self-sabotage. So in my self-sabotage video, I specifically, you could go a couple of videos back and watch it. I specifically talk about how to, I'm training you how to not self-sabotage. What is self-sabotage? Self-sabotage is when you try and break up with the player before they break your heart. Cordero Patterson. I draft Cordero Patterson and he's doing good and it's too good to be true. Too good to be, too good to be true. I'm going to trade him away because you're, you're just going to self-sabotage or somebody that makes a bold prediction. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be a top one to one to four overall player. He doesn't do it in week one or two. You start freaking out. You start doubting yourself. You trade him away. He blows up. You were right, but you're wrong now. You were right, but now you're wrong. You weren't even right. Because you gave up on your own prediction. Um, Blackbeard says, What up, Smitty? I don't know who to start this week. Jamar Chase or Renfro. Hold that thought. 
Hold that thought. That's my answer. And Blackbeard, I hate to do that on a super chat. And you know it's in good fun. But I'm starting Jamar Chase, pal. Like, come on. I think you might have baited me a little bit there. I think you baited me a tiny bit. I think you knew what I was going to say. I think you wanted to take a lap. I think you you felt like some exercise tonight. Um, but there's no way I'm sitting Jamar Chase. Not, not before he's about to bust loose. It isn't to say I don't like Renfro. You know, isn't to say I don't want you to find a place for Renfro in your flex or whatever, but it sounds to me like you're loaded, and I am not benching Jamar Chase upon his return to the Elite. I know a lot of people are scared on his last two games, bro, but had he not dropped that catch, which he did, he would have been looking at a huge, you know, fantasy football break breakout bounce back performance, but... You know, he fumbled it. It got intercepted. Um, I think he bounces, bounces back pretty good. You should check out my hot takes on Sleeper U, says Thomas. Thomas is on Sleeper U. Thomas is on Sleeper U. Thomas is in the comment section. And I told him, Thomas, I want you to pitch a tent and be a comment regular on all the articles. And I want to start creating more engagement because a lot of people will read them. And I want to create similar you know, back and forth in, in, in commentary in the in the articles on sleeperu.com. So Thomas is going to be heading that up, I believe. And Thomas, I appreciate you, you good buddy, for doing that. And everybody else that hasn't gotten on over to sleeperu.com, if you get my lifetime membership, the 199 plan, you will never pay for content again after that. Rankings, bold predictions, trade calculators, articles, uh, anything written, any rankings that I, that I provide, all my video... Um, all my video lessons and video courses, which there'll be over 40 videos, those are all included in the lifetime membership. And you get the text line for the remainder of this year, and you get it free for 2022. And because you have a lifetime membership, you will only pay $20 to upgrade your lifetime email package into text advice. That's the only thing you'll ever pay for is in 2023. If you want it, you'll have it free in 2022. In 2023, 20 bucks. Upgrade your email advice into text the text line. The text line is just so much more intense. I can't really give that away for life in that package because this takes so much time to reply to people all day on the text line. Think Debo will play? Um, well, I've got Debo over here in the questionable area. I think he's very, very questionable. Probably think he will end up being out over here, but for right now, we're putting him there. That ha that have fun pep talk hit hard for a guy who drafted Barkley. I don't know. I, I don't know how to even read this. What that have fun pep talk hit hard for a guy who drafted Barkley. All I got from that is you drafted Barkley. So for that, take a lap. Take, take a lap. <laughs> is that what you wanted? I don't know, but I'm I'm glad you're here, pal. <laughs> Okay, uh, I think I missed a couple of super chats. I'm going for him. I'm going for him. Hang tight. Um, thank you, Blackbeard, for that. Appreciate your your uh, your comments, your super chats. Are we talking about Bob? T 
today. We're always talking about Bob Ozzy. Always talking about Bob. Um, Troy, I got your super chat. You're always stressed out in leagues. Again, get get my get my text line, bro. Get my get my lifetime membership, and I'll give you the text line for this year and next year. Mark Cleveland, Slayer. Sorry, Slayer. I see your me- your message now. I'm going back to get them all. My bad, buddy boy. Oh, cow- Cowboys saying have fun, don't stress. Yeah. What's up, Matt? Appreciate you being here, buddy boy. Um, running back to Hilliard, Foreman, Sony Michelle. Wilson Jr., or should I pick up the Seattle running backs? No, Slayer, don't go near the Seattle running backs. you got to be out of your mind. Don't do that at all. Uh, running back two, Hilliard and Foreman, it's tough to predict that, man. Sony Michelle and Hendy, a little bit easier to predict that. Wilson Jr. and Hasty, easier to predict than Hill, Hilliard and Foreman, but I think still cloudy. If if Hendy's out, Sonny Michelle by a mile. If if Hendy's playing and it doesn't seem like he'll be super ultra limited, I may go Wilson. I think it's between Wilson and Sony, and I definitely start Sony if he looks to be geared toward a majority of the work. And then that's that. Um, if it looks like he's going to be sharing carries with Hendy and it's not looking good, then go Wilson. I, I think I'd keep it along those lines. Week 15 and 16, definitely New England or Jags. Um, Our defense, sorry. Week 15 and 16 defense, New England or Jags. I don't know, bro. Um, let's, let's just play it by ear. I mean, I, I, I definitely think the New England defense is hard to bench any week, bro. I think they just make plays. But let's take it week by week. Uh, definitely scoop up defenses if you can. Defenses that play um, good matchups. If you can stockpile them, though, it can help you win a league. It really could because I don't like streaming defenses as much as the average person during the year. I like to kind of grab like a Rams or a, a, a Patriots D that's playing well. A, a Cowboys defense has been playing really well lately. Um I like, I like grabbing a defense that's going to be consistent, but when you get to like week 15, 16, 17 in your playoffs, it really can be the difference maker because there's only three weeks you got to focus on it. Because if you start streaming, you got to keep streaming all year long. So, my recommendation to a lot of people when they say, Should I stream defenses? I say to them, Are you ready? Do you know what you're doing? Have you done it before? Because once you start streaming, you can't stop. Because you're going to be left with a crappy defense and you're not going to be taking care of that anymore. You didn't draft a... I don't really draft a lot of defenses, but you didn't pick up and hold and and cultivate your defense. So you're literally bouncing around every week. And if you quit doing that or you're not paying attention, you'll fall behind in that category. So what I usually tell people that don't have the time to stream and research and be on top of it two, three weeks ahead of time, hold your roster spots. You have two defenses you have. You have to you have to do this a week ahead. You can't do this the week before. Everybody's picking up the defenses that are going to score a lot of points off the, you know, in the waiver wire order. So you have to do this a week in advance and hold two defenses all year long. It takes a lot of hard work to do that. 
But when you get to weeks 15, 16, 17 now, the playoffs, it it could be the difference between you winning and losing because if you can get 15 points out of your defense three straight weeks in a row, you have such an advantage. Such an advantage. Guyton, Westbrook, Lazard, Peoples-Jones, A-Rob, um, Gabe Davis. Give me Guyton. Give me Guyton, bro. Even if Mike Williams plays, give me Guyton. I like Guyton a lot this week. He's a he's a really sneaky play. A real sneaky play. Um, let's go to the phone lines. Phone lines are going to be activated here in T-minus five seconds. Let me turn them on. And I need to find out how to... I got this annoying beeping that's going on. Let me see if I can turn that off. I'll have to figure it out another time. Notifications, maybe it's... uh, I'll have to figure it out another time. But there's a lot, there's a call waiting beeping that is annoying as heck, and I can't get rid of it until I figure out that setting on this particular phone. But let's go to the, the phone lines. I'm going to open them up right now, and you guys can call in. Let me find the phone line graphic. One second. Where is that at? Where's the phone line? Did I delete it? Where is it? Hold on. Ah, I think I deleted it. Hold on. I got to find my... uh... There it is. Okay, so the number is 602. I need a jingle for it. 602-699-4404. Call in now. Six nine nine forty four zero four six zero two six nine nine forty four zero four. Let's do it live. Call in. 126 of you in here. Punch the thumbs up on your way in the door. Let's go. Phone lines are open. Eckler running back one. I don't know about that, pal, but he's definitely in the top four. Thank you, Rudd. Appreciate you, kind sir. Phone at 1%. Sorry, Nick. Follow the worst teams to stream. Follow the worst teams to stream. It's easy to follow the Jets, Houston, Chicago. Yeah, it definitely is good to uh, utilize the worst scoring teams that consistently turn the ball over. It's a good way to, to kind of pick your streaming defenses. Because even even some mediocre defenses can score like 10 to 12 to, to 14 points, you know, in that kind of scenario. 
Uh, so, again, this question going Guyton. Appreciate the super chat. What's up, pal? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? I'm sorry? Raphael. Raphael, what's going on, pal? What's going on, my friend? Smitty, you're a legend, bro. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, Smitty. I have Zeke, Kamara, Najee, Devontae, CD, and Hawkinson. Okay. Do you think I'm, you think I'm solid any, everywhere, or do you think I should make a move also? What do you think about Zeke now that Pollard is, is uh, injured? Do you think he's going to get a better opportunity in so, three to five weeks? Yeah, no, let's talk about Zeke for a second. So Zeke Elliott is, you know, fantasy football owner, Zeke owner specific, specifically. Very fortunate because Zeke Elliott is going to, no matter whether he's turning into a shell of himself or not, he's going to have volume. He's going to have opportunity. With Pollard out, even though Corey Clement could get some run, Zeke Elliott, whether he's inefficient compared to his old self or not, will fall into the end zone, will get you know enough yardage to be relevant. Maybe he's not a high-end running back one, but he went from being potentially falling out of running back two territory into maybe hanging on to running back one territory for as long as Pollard's out. Now, Pollard, we saw Gibson you know, be called a hampered running back all year. They may shut him down. Gibson's not going to do well all year. And he was able to come back from an injury that's supposed to linger and, and hurt him all year. So wouldn't be shocked if Pollard definitely, you know, only missed one game and then came back and took away from Zeke once again. He's the more explosive back. He's a lot better than than Zeke Elliott at this point in Zeke's career. But you are pretty lucky at this moment. I think you're good. Sounds like you got a really solid team. Can you even make trades at this point? Uh, yeah. Um, no, I mean, your team's pretty solid. I don't know that you can make any moves. You could try and sell Zeke if he has a good game this week. Try and sell him after that. I have Kamara too, but I'm worried with him and, uh, and, and Hill. Yeah, you and got... also Mark Ingram there as well, and him being injured, man. Yeah, you can't... You got to wait on... I mean, Kamara's finally back. He's he's going to do well, so... I'd say for now, wait, but, but let's talk uh, right before your trade deadline. Get on here again. It just we got to take it week by week, man. You're asking me to predict something that is that you know that's not in front of us right now, and like I could tell you an answer, and it would completely be different, you know. That you know we got to see what Pollard's looking like. Understandable, okay. yeah, man, yeah, call, yeah. Call back if you have another question. All right, bye. Yeah. All right, next, uh, next caller. Yeah, so. Be, be understand that Zeke's got an opportunity here, and Zeke owners got pretty lucky. What's up, pal? You're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to? What's up, Smitty? It's Aaron. Aaron, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing much. I had a quick question about my flex position right now. Okay. Um, I have Devontae Freeman, Brandon Ayuk, Van Jefferson, and Jarvis Landry. Uh, who do you think I should go with this week? Uh, Ayuk. Van Jefferson, and then who was the first one? Uh, Devontae Freeman and Jarvis Landry. I mean, Freeman's kind of sneaky, but you just don't really know. Like, I don't feel ultra confident 
that the works the workload's going to be that like it, it he's he's solid but i like van jefferson he's the high, he's the higher risk higher reward of the two wide receivers iuk's probably safer but i think van could have a little bit bigger game but i think if debo sits maybe you do give iuk the call but he's still worrisome he still didn't like you know he didn't have a great game last week um you know, I, I'm inclined to tell you to go Van Jefferson, but it, it's high risk, high reward. You got to understand that. So if you want safety, don't go that route. But if you you want to roll the dice a little bit with a guy that's got, you know, some some ability, I think to to drop like wide receiver two numbers on occasion, and he's he's in McVeigh's. He's not in McVeigh's doghouse at all. It's the quite op quite the opposite. He, McVeigh loves him. I think they're gonna feed him. Yeah. Uh, should I call it the uh, Chargers defense this week against the Giants or the Cardinals versus the Rams? Uh, Chargers versus who? Wait, would you say Chargers? Yeah, Chargers versus the Giants uh, or the yeah, char- char- the- Chargers. That's a that's a that's a real yeah, that's a solid matchup. Yeah, and, and trust your gut on that Ayuk one. Ayuk and Van, I'm very torn. Like I, I almost prefer you come back tomorrow and ask that again, and let's let's see where we feel, how we feel with Debo, and you know, I, I just like everybody expected Ayuk to blow up, and then he didn't. Debo has yes, been out. I started him last week, and I kind of regretted it. Yeah, and Van Van could have. So. Yeah, and Van could have had like a second touchdown, and I think what it was, everybody remembered. I remember now, everybody. I remember because someone asked me, what about Van's second touchdown? It was where his foot was out. He had one foot down, and he was dragging like his other foot in. The end, he would have had a second touchdown. Um, so, yeah, Van, Van, Van to me, I just really like him right now. And McVeigh, McVeigh loves him. So, that, that, that's my call. All right, man. All right, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, mate. Yeah. yeah you, have good you too. You are live on the Fantasy Football Show. State your name and your business. Hey, this is John. John. And I'm calling to see if I should use my number one waiver spot to pick up the Cardinals defense. Uh, I would be dropping Julio Jones. I'm in a non-PPR league. I'm on bye this week, and my current defense is the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, I like the Cardinals D. And if you feel like there's not going to be, like if the waiver wire is just completely dry, like always dry, there's never good names on it. I have some waiver wires where no one is ever, ever available at this point. And then other waiver wire, uh, you know, in some leagues, uh, the waiver wire is loaded. And there's like three or four guys every week. So I, I, only you're going to know based on your depth of your league. Like, do you think you're going to need it? Do you think that the, the waiver wire is going to be, you know, fruitful moving forward or no? Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like now I should pounce on that. I mean, it, it is nice to have two. Like I was saying earlier, you can you can win a league if you have the right defensive rotation. I, I just don't know. I don't know if there's going to be some kind of like, you know, like Hilliard or something that, that, that maybe he's out and I don't know because I don't know your league. And he blows up this week and, and solidifies the top running back spot in Tennessee. And then, you know, Hilliard's the top guy. And you're like, I should have waited. You know? Yeah, like, I'm sure that'll happen. I'm like, sure that'll happen, can't. But- 
Can't yeah. you can't you wait and let them clear waivers and then pick them up? They'll be gone. I'm sure they'll be gone by midnight tonight. Yeah, because I mean the Cow- Cowboys aren't a bad defense. You know, are the Eagles available? Or you know, there's a couple different defenses that can score points that you know maybe you just try and, and grab them. I don't know. You you know, it, it's up to yeah, you. No. It, it's up to you. I, I I don't really know your league, so it's hard for me to. I can only tell you that if you believe there will be a league winning player potentially on your waivers or you don't then you'll that that should guide you because I know in a couple leagues there will not be no matter what anybody worth picking up the rest of the year there never is when I'm a, when a player goes down and I need a wide receiver and a couple buys come up and I didn't expect to be shorthanded I can never find a player to add in a couple of these leagues that I'm in if that doesn't feel like your league if you feel like there are players each week that are available then and you understand the depth of your league more, then don't don't waste it. So only you can tell. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And, and just to you know sum this all up, do you think that the Cardinals would be a better uh, uh, bench usage for Julio Jones in a non PPR league? I mean, I don't care about Julio Jones. So I'd rather have the Cardinals. I just don't know if I want to waste the pick. It just depends on if, it, right. if there's nothing left. All right, man. Appreciate okay. you. Call all back. Right. Call back if you have another thank question you. later. You are live on the Fantasy Football Show. Good buddy, what can I do you for? Rock out. Rock out, clearing his voice. Getting getting the pipes ready. What's up, pal? What can I do for you? No, well, the line running backs, I mean, I don't even know if there are any line, you know, what are you talking about, Jamar, Jamar, uh, Jefferson, you got, like, really nobody, at least Jeff Wilson, could potentially, like, he has high-end running back to potential, you know, I don't think the Lions running backs do, so, I think we're, uh, I think we're comparing, you know, rocks to oranges right here. And I can also pick up, uh... Uh, yeah, I like Guyton, but but I I think I like Guyton a lot as a wide receiver play, but I think I start Jeff Wilson. I think Jeff Wilson's a pretty darn lucky uh, opportunity if you're in a bind and he's there and you're either picking him up or you've got him stashed and you got an opportunity to play him. A lot of people probably have Jeff Wilson and they can't play him. They're like, who am I going to sit? So. You know, it was like Sony Michelle last week. I had a couple of situations like Camara. Camara wasn't able to play, and I thought I was up Crap Creek without a paddle. But there was Sony Michelle, my savior, and I put Sony Michelle in. And and after the game, I looked at my my game log. I looked at my matchups where I had Sony Michelle plugged in, and I thought to myself, I'm glad Camara didn't play. <laughs> you know, because he might have been half the running back. The Michelle was his first game back. So, point is, Jeff Wilson has that potential for Week 14. I'm not saying he's a lock. I'm not saying Hasty can't confuse some things. But, I mean, he's in a good spot. He's in a good spot. He did fail us already this year, I will add, though. He did have an opportunity, yeah. and he didn't do anything. Um, yeah, I was kind of on the bottom. And then Hasty, you know how Shanahan be all iffy-washy. Yeah. 
yeah. So it, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I'm not. I'm not guaranteeing anything out of out of uh, Wilson. I'm not saying he's an amazing player. I'm just saying Sony. You know, Sony Michelle isn't available, is he? Uh, no. I mean, I'm a, I'm a second flex. I got. I got uh, Judy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel you. Well, uh, you know, tough to say, man. Tough to say. I probably lean Wilson, especially over those options, but. You know, Guyton's interesting. Maybe by tomorrow night, I'm on the. I'm more on the. I'm more. I'm conducting the Guyton train for sure, but I don't know how fast I'm. I'm conducting this train. I don't know how fast we're gonna get this train up to. We get up to 120 miles per hour, or are we gonna coast it for about 40 miles per hour? Saying is it good? Good play. I don't know. Ask me tomorrow, rock out, or or you know, get a feel of my my Guyton hype and see where I'm at. But I'd say Wilson for now. Uh, I think he's a sneaky touchdown guy. Like he'll, I could see him scoring, you know. But I, I don't know that I love him. It just, you know, I could see him potentially scoring. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Rock out. Call back. You got another one. I'm gonna jump to the next one. Uh, You're live on the fantasy football show. What's your name, pal? You are live on the Fantasy Football Show. What is your name, good buddy? What's up, bro? My name is uh, George. George. Uh, what's up? Uh, so I have one on a buy this week, and I have for my select, I mean, my receiver two, I need a uh, Gallup, Ayuk, uh, or Valdez Scantling. Gallup, Ayuk, or Scantling. Yeah, Gallup, Ayuk, or Scantling. My receiver two is the only one that I need to, that I need help on. I mean, I gotta go Ayuk if Debo's out. Ayuk. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't love it. I'll be honest. I just, I don't love him right now. I don't love Ayuk, but I mean, those aren't, you know. Yeah, I, could... I also have Jeff Wilson as running back, but I did not want to start two Niner players. Yeah, I like Jeff Wilson more than I like Ayuk. Nah, maybe not. Yeah, I, I go. I, Randall Cobb just got. Yeah, MVS isn't bad. MVS isn't bad, but I think I think that Ayuk had a bad a bad week last week. We thought he was going to go crazy. No Debo. Now, if Debo plays, I don't like I don't like Ayuk here. But if Debo sits, I, I think maybe they do some more. They run him more. I think they they try and get him more involved. If they don't make Ayuk play at least like a baby Debo. You know, like similar type of game, even if it's watered down a lot, um, they're not gonna they're not gonna have a shot in the game. So they've got to get him looking Debo like at least in terms of the the usage, or their 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 offense isn't as dynamic. So yeah, yeah, I, I think I was being, I had him on my uh, as of right now. So yeah, it's uh, one more day till yeah till game day. So. All right, man. Hey, you got another question? Call back. Appreciate you. Okay. Uh, next call. Dial in. 602-699-4404. Come knocking on Smitty's door. What's up, good buddy? State your name and your business. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What's up, Smitty? 
All right, good buddy, hit me. All right, so my wide receivers went to straight crap this week. We got Ken Allen with the COVID-19, and Jalen Waddles on by. So I turned to Osborne, and he, he suited me well because of that big touchdown. Of course he did. But now I'm not sure because I have Jerry Judy. That's the only wide receiver on my bench, and I just put in the claim for Gallup on waivers. Okay, Jerry, Judy, Gallup, and who's your other option? That's pretty much it, besides waiver wire. Yeah. So, J- Judy's starting for you, or he's in the mix for starting for you? He's in the mix for Yeah, I probably, I, I'd probably start Judy over Gallup. I'd probably start Judy over Gallup. I'm interested in, in uh, Guyton, Jalen Guyton, a little bit this week, so that's somebody to look at. He's probably available. Uh, yeah. yeah he's, he's probably available. He he's the wide receiver that's gonna I mean he's interesting, bro. Uh Judy's probably safer though. I'm just gonna tell you right now. You you know you're rolling the dice if you go with with uh Guyton, but make sure Van give me a little bit of boom. This is a do or die for me situation. I either win, Yeah, uh I mean Guyton's definitely gonna be the, the definition of high, high risk and, and reward, bro. Um, you know, and who knows about game flow? Like, Guyton's going to be ranked around like the fifties for wide receivers. Uh, Judy's pr- Judy's probably going to be ranked. If I had to guess, I'd say like in the thirties, like the twenty-five to thirty range. So you're looking at you're looking at a big difference in terms of a consensus. But I think Guyton could be sneaky, but Judy's safer. Judy's safer, pal. All right. I have a second question for you. My flex is also iffy. With Elijah Mitchell going out, and these injuries are coding. But I got uh, Dontro Hilliard up for flex, um, and Tony Pollard if he's available, and Chase Edmonds if he gets activated. Yeah, you, I don't think you have a choice. You have to start you don't, Hilliard. You don't, I don't think the other two are going to even be options for you. And you think if, if, if Edmonds is... He's not ready, bro. You you got to you got to give him a chance. Unless the news looks like he's starting and getting all this work, you have got to wait on him. Gotcha. All right, call back. You got another question, pal. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yep. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I speaking with? Ozzy the Great. What's up, Ozzy? Okay, hit me with the hit me with the question. What do you got? Jefferson, Van Jefferson. Yeah, Van Jefferson, Elijah Moore, uh-huh. and Gallup. Um, I I rank them Elijah, um, Elijah Moore, Van Jefferson, Gallup in that order. I mean that's if that's if Elijah Moore is going to play. You got to make sure he's good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so it's Elijah Moore, Jefferson, Gallup. Uh, Gallup? Yeah. If Elijah Moore is going to go, let me just look him up real quick. Yeah. I think yeah. I. And then uh, I'm switching to Van Jefferson. Yeah. 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 Ye
Yeah, Elijah Moore is. So Elijah Moore is questionable with the hamstrings or the quad. So you just gotta you just gotta wait and see. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Gallup's Gallup's a good enough play. Like he's he's decent. I'm Guyton. I've been talking about Guyton the whole show. He's he's also him and you know. Do I like him over Gallup? Maybe. So, look at Guyton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for Wilson Jr., I, I've been having Wilson Jr. I just had to drop him, but I, I totally agree. If, if I if I if I still had a spot for Wilson Jr., I would definitely uh, put him on my flex too. But right now, just. I just can't. I'm pretty tight right now. But well, I mean, you, you could drop, you could drop, drop Gallup and pick him up and start with Jeff Wilson. On, on the flex. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, what, what what do you guys think in the chat? Do you drop Gallup and pick up Jeff Wilson and start him? Let's see what the chat thinks. All right. Um, check the yeah. chat. Yeah. Yeah. Check the chat. See what they say right now, and then uh, call back if you have another question. Okay, guys, sweetie. Later, man. Appreciate you. All right, hit me with another caller. Gary says no. Live creation says Wilson. Um, what do you guys think, Jeff Wilson or Gallup? I, I say Jeff Wilson, but I mean you could argue it. I mean Gall- Gallup's pretty solid. He could have a touchdown grab. So uh, Wilson over Hilliard, uh, probably until we know. Um, Connor says keep Gallup. Cambo says keep Gallup. E one 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 says keep Gallup. Um, Tyler says Gallup Justin says Wilson What indication is there that Jeff Wilson Can muster up the same late season magic Of last year He looks slow and hurt Well let me address that real quick Because I mean I'm not saying you don't have a point But here's the counterpoint to this The guy came back from injury His first game you know His first real game back And he didn't look good Like he's coming back from injury Was rusty Probably wasn't conditioned to the point he wanted to be. So, sixty-three Stormcat. I'm not. I'm not actually coming at your your take, but I want to counter to that. So, what do you say to that? Does he not get flexibility to get right? Like, why is Wilson defined by his first game back from a long stint of not playing when he proved he could ball out in this offense? So, give me your counterpoint to that. I'm not. I really want to know it. I don't. I don't want to. I'm not saying. I'm. I'm not saying you're right and. You're right or wrong, or I'm right or wrong. I just want to know. Smitty, which tight end to start, Ertz or Cook? Give me give me Ertz if he's healthy enough to play. He popped up on the injury report. We need to see what's going on with Ertz before we just leave him in there. Um, We've seen Wilson as a starter, and he was bad. It was one game, Matt. Matt, I want to know your counterpoint to it as well. I want to know your counterpoint. Because I just asked the same question to Stormcat, and Stormcat just responded with... I agree with that assessment, Smitty, and I have him on my team, but I'm hesitant to start him. I I understand, and I'm hesitant to to tell people to start him, Stormcat. I'm in the same boat, bro. But I just think that why why is he defined by that one game? You know, like he was coming back. Like you or I coming back, we're rusty too at anything we're doing. When I came back from the from the big C list, I was rusty for a week and a half. And you didn't define me. You didn't say Smitty's never coming back to form just because my first show back, I couldn't remember anything. I couldn't read, bro. Coming back, I still can't read. 
<laughs> coming back from coming back from the big C, bro. My brain was foggy for a week and a half. I couldn't read long sentences. You didn't give up on me. You didn't define me and put me in a box and say this man can't play fantasy football anymore. He's we know what he can do. He's garbage. You knew that in this offense known as the fantasy football show, your boy Smitty could maybe rebound, get back in shape, get the cardio going. You knew eventually I'd bounce back. You had faith in me. I'm not saying Jeff Wilson's gonna bounce back. I just I just think. And this is the other counterpoint. This is the counterpoint you guys should be spitting out right here. Connor's counterpoint. I'm not saying Connor's right either. Just there's a lot of good conversation going on here. The problem is we don't know Hasty's role. That's the counterpoint. That's probably the best counterpoint you can come across right now. We don't. We, we don't know. Uh, uh, Smitty, don't let your kids rap. Because rap cats are dropping like flies. Slim 400. I don't know who Slim 4. I'm too old for that, bro. I don't know who Slim 400 is. <laughs> I have no idea what you're even talking about. Sounds like a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> the Slim 400s are out of stock. <laughs> Should I drop Shepard or Emmanuel Sanders for Guyton? Drop Shepard for Guyton. Do it live. I mean, she watch Shepard ball out. Uh, watch Shepard ball out. I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking a lap on that one, but I I'm not I'm not buying into Shepard. Shepard can can kick rocks today. I I don't need him on my team, uh, especially in that offense. I mean there there are down wide receivers, but uh, Guyton Westbrook Lazard. I think I answered that one. I think I got to this super chat by Josh. The defensive question one that was a good one though. It sprung a lot of debate. Slim four. I don't know who Slim. Like I said, it sounds like a pack of smokes, bro. <laughs> the Slim four hundreds are out of stock. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. Um, would you flex DJ Moore or Renfro or Ceh? Uh, I would probably put DJ Moore. Man, that's tough. Renfro safer. Renfro is safer. Uh, DJ Moore is higher risk, higher reward. Clyde is kind of just ten points. You know, upside for more, but right now we're just kind of 10 points, bro. Hilliard, a trap game could be. We don't know which running back is going to be the guy in Tennessee, and will it even be a good play anyway? Muth or Ricky Seals rest of season. Muth, Frymuth. Frymuth looks good, man. He almost had a game-winning touchdown. But had two scores in this game. He's very, very looked to. Very targeted. I wouldn't play Hilliard this week, says Connor. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go so far so as for, uh so far to say that I wouldn't play him, but it's it, you know, the options have to be very, very limited. I do kind of like him. I do feel like Hilliard out of Hilliard and, and Devonta Foreman. Deonta Foreman, I like Hilliard better. I like his skill set better. Cambo, start to Gallup, Guyton, AJ, Dillon, MVS. Give me Dillon and Guyton. Also, do you think I should stack Hill with Kamara this week or roll with Brady? You can't sit Brady, bro. You can't sit Brady, in my opinion. 
in my opinion, broski. All right, we're going to call the phone lines off for the night. Appreciate all the, the dial-ins. You guys rock. Thank you for dialing into the show. Um, Muth over Pitts, probably for the rest of the year. Yeah. For the future, no. Javante or Zeke rest of season. Uh, this could be close depending on Pollard, bro. If Pollard can stay out of the picture, then Zeke's relevant. And we don't know if Gordon's going to be relevant. So it's a lot of lots of up in the air. I'd rather have Javante. I think Javante's got the, the upside to be a top five overall pick next year. So give me that upside. Don't give me the depleting lesser talent that's luckily getting more work and volume potentially in the coming weeks because of what's going on with uh, Pollard's injury. Give me Javante. Take a lap. Can't sit Brady, says Kevin. Hope you do another dial-in next week. I think we're going to do it every Tuesday and Thursday. Might do it on on Fridays and Saturdays. I haven't decided what we're going to do. We might just do like a dial-in show, or we might just let the phone lines kind of operate every show. I don't really know yet what I want to do on that. Still kind of letting some of the shows take shape. I uh, hope you have another dial-in. Got that question. Bro, Wilson Jr. just got picked up before I could pick him up. Smitty, you got to take a lap. Smitty got to take a lap. Why do I got to take a lap? Smitty got to take a lap. You might mean, I think he might mean you got to take a lap. I thought he's telling me to take a lap. Like, he waited, made a ham sandwich, came back and blamed me. <laughs> Ozzy, uh, tu necesitas uh, caminar. Un lapo. Andale. Um, so he's going to take his lap. Come back. Wilson, Gallup, or Hilliard? Give me Jeff Wilson, I suppose, bro. It's it's up in the air. Traded Swift for CMC and Dynasty. Don't hate me. You just did that, Daniel? I mean, I mean, Swift's injury prone, bro. It's not like I'm, I'm going to call you out and say, you know, you. I mean. I don't know. You kind of feel like you might have got get lambed. But I wouldn't say take a lap material. You got lambed. A little bit of a lamb. <laughs> a little bit of a lambing. I mean, could McCaffrey be a top five running back for four games next year? You bet your bottom dollar he could be. He could be the running back one for four games. You're going to get four games of that bad boy. <laughs> what I will say, Daniel, is now that you traded for him, don't tell him he got lambed, okay? Don't want to make him feel bad. Now what you got to do is hold on to him, Daniel, because his value will get bigger and and more heavy as you walk toward week one. Barkley, torn ACL the previous year. What happened? Wasn't in anybody's top round one. Wasn't in anybody's top 12 at all. Right, right out of that injury. We did mock drafts five weeks later. We did mock drafts ten weeks later. Nobody wanted anything to do with Barkley. People come back around after the dust settles. 
And so you should be able to trade him very, very high walking into 2022. And I will say you potentially may get more than Swift in a trade. I'm not saying you should. I'm just telling you what the market probably will be like. You'll be looking at a top five running back value out of CMC walking into weeks number, you know, or walking into August probably. And so I think while I don't love the move personally, if you couldn't make any other trades, it might end up being a pretty decent move for you to shop him later. You know what I mean? So I don't know that I hate the move if your plan is to maybe shop him. If you're going to hold on to him, I think you're going to get heartbroken, bro. I think CMC is going to break your your heart, Daniel. I think he's going to leave you at the altar. Daniel, don't trust him. Don't trust him, Daniel. Don't do it. Rock out. My Jefferson was on fire. He should have had 40 points. Jefferson should have had three TDs in that game. He should have had a minimum of three TDs in this contest. And you know what? Part of that is is the quarterback situation that's not going to change. Like, we got to accept that Cousins is going to mess up from time to time. Um, So, I mean, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I, 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 I love Jefferson. He's my number one overall player walking into the future. Absolute beast. Um, what else we got here? R- rank these three players. Mike Williams. Appreciate the super chat. Mike Williams. Sony with no Hendy and Odell. I'm going to say if if there's no Hendy, you go Sony Michelle. You go Sony Michelle. Um, if Hendy plays or looks like he's going to muddy up those waters and Mike Williams plays, you go Mike Williams. How do you think J Rob does this week? Thank you for the super chat, Thomas. So I'm going to say Sony Michelle, if he's a go, he's an easy call. How do you think J-Rob will do this week? Should I play Foreman, Ty Johnson, or Jeff Wilson Jr. over him? Probably play... I probably play... I probably play Jeff... uh, Let's see. J-Rob. I probably play J-Rob. I like Jeff Wilson, maybe. Appreciate the super chat, Johnny. Daniel says, uh, thank you, bro. Appreciate the advice. Appreciate you, Daniel. Let me go back to the Super Chats. I felt like I was a little distracted there. Okay. So, Johnny, J-Rob, assuming everything looks good health-wise. You're not crazy to go, Jeff Wilson. Uh, Thomas says, rank these three. I'm sorry. I, I messed up answering this question, Thomas. Rank these three. I'm going to rank them in order of Michelle, Mike Williams, and then Odell. If Hendy doesn't play. If Hendy plays, Mike Williams, probably 
it's still Michelle, even if Hendy plays, because I think Hendy won't get all the work. And then Odell. Odell still remains three. Sorry for me being delayed on that. Um, my brain wasn't working. I was trying to manage a situation here. Okay. I played Madison with no... with. Let's see. I played Madison. Who do I flex? PPR, DK, Montgomery, Clyde, Gibby. I need your help. This week is a win or go home. DK, Monty, Clyde, Gibby. I would rank them in order of Gibby, then DK, then Monty. You're not crazy to go Monty over DK, but I think Gibby needs to be your top spot. So Gibby, DK, Monty, or Monty, DK, then Clyde would be last. Um, Good luck with that this week, Riff. I appreciate the super chat. Glad you're here, bro. Gibby in 2022 if McKissick is not there. I love him, Rockout. I love him. I think he's going to beast out, bro. Absolutely love him. Man, I wish DK was set and forgot wide receiver like he used to be. He'll get there, Kevin. Don't worry about it. My top five wide receivers for 2022, Justin Jefferson, Cup, CD, Debo, Tyreek, Jamar, not far behind. I like it, Stormcat. I like it. Um, Crazy World is responding to Riff in his question. And he said, Gibby, the matchup isn't great, but he's going to get all the work. Yeah, Gibby's the clear-cut top player. Riff, sorry I was distracted when I was answering that. Um, Clear-cut top player. Deontay is, if he gets A-Rod, let me talk, let me tell you about this. A-Rod, A-Rod's going, in my opinion, A-Rod's going either to Denver, let's go to the board. A-Rod is either going to Denver or Pittsburgh. I don't think he stays. We've talked about this before. I don't think he stays in Green Bay. Everybody thinks he's going to repair that. They don't know A-Rod. A-Rod isn't about staying put. A-Rod isn't about, you know, he doesn't need to win there. His, his, where he's at in his life is I either can retire or I can go do something new. I can go be somebody that, that I can go be somebody that is respected, that has a say and the Packers could come to him and say, we're going to let you have more decision-making. He doesn't care anymore. He doesn't want to give them a chance. He's already given them ample opportunity to change over the course of more than a decade, and they haven't. He's not going to give them a shot. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. A-Rod, I'd say almost 0% chance will want to stay in Green Bay. Even if they win it all, even if they fall short, none of that will matter. Winning won't make him want to stay. Winning will probably make him want to go even even quicker. Falling short won't make him want to stay because he's not respected there. He needs to go somewhere where the coach will let him almost be the boss. You know, I think Denver would be a great place. I think Pittsburgh would be a, a great place. I think a Rod. You can you can you can lock this in. Okay, take your screenshot. Take your screenshot right now. Take your receipt. He's going to one of these two places, and he's going to take them into a top four, top five overall team right out of the gate. 
we're talking about. And let me tell you this, to the offensive line questions, let me tell you this. Offensive line is, is I want to see a lot more, how, how do I put this? It's a lot more overrated to suggest you need to directly help the offensive line to improve the offensive line than to get the right pieces in place to stretch defenses. Far too many people don't understand defenses. They Far too many people don't get that stretching a defense is sometimes better than actually adding defensive linemen, getting a defense room and potential opportunity to not hit the field constantly. A lot of it goes into it. There's so much involved. Why do you think Bill Belichick always has a good defense? Why do you think... It's not that he has the best defensive players. He has the right opportunities system. It's so much of it is about that. If you take an A-Rod and you put A-Rod in the same same thing for offensive line. Same thing for offensive line. Um, off, that's where I was headed with this. Offensive lines are the same thing. Okay? When you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, when you have a quarterback like Kurt Warner who can get rid of the football very quickly, spread defenses out, find holes in the defense, toss a nice little quick short pass to Deontay Johnson, who's going to take it house on a four-yard slant. Um, Najee Harris can catch out of the backfield. You can hand it off to him. Aaron Rodgers isn't a mobile threat necessarily, but you have to worry about all these different things that A-Rod brings to the table. He will instantly indirectly and directly help the offensive line in Pittsburgh more than drafting offensive linemen. I'm not saying they shouldn't do both. I'm not saying that they shouldn't get the right personnel in there to work with Aaron Rodgers and try and improve and build a line that works well with Aaron Rodgers' game. All that needs to be factored in and implemented for sure. But adding Aaron Rodgers will improve that offensive line instantly. You have no longer one of the worst offensive lines in the league. You all of a sudden have at least a middle-of-the-pack, middle-average offensive line immediately without doing a single thing just by adding Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback, the guy under center that stretches the defense out. People don't understand that. Stretching the defense out the defense out is everything. It's everything. If A-Rod goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, they all of a sudden improve their offensive line two, 10 times. 10 times improvement of offensive line production. And Najee Harris would be, if A-Rod goes to Pittsburgh, Najee gets 15 plus TDs. 15 plus TDs. If A-Rod goes to Denver... Javante, 15 plus TDs. A Rod, A Raid, A Rod. The the Air Raid system, A Rod, is a touchdown producing machine for his running backs. Najee, 15 TDs. Javante, 15 TDs. Wherever A Rod goes that running back will thrive and become an elite monster touchdown scoring machine. And, and 
This is why I love, this is why I love these two landing spots too, because not only do they have Judy and Fant and Sutton, Deontay, Claypool, who I wanted Green Bay to draft for A-Rod, Fryermuth. You have weapons galore. Weapons galore. Defense will get better instantly. Defense will get better instantly. Offensive lines will get better instantly. Running backs are 15 TD running backs. And guess who falls off the face of the earth? Aaron Jones. He's not a 15 TD running back anymore. No. A-Rod is why Aaron Jones is a 15 TD running back. A-Rod will be why Javante or Najee will be a 15 TD running back. I mean, imagine Najee with Aaron Rodgers. He would be the number one. He would probably, if A-Rod lands in Pittsburgh, Najee will climb neck and neck into the 1.1 spot with JT, which seems very unlikely right now. If I told you Najee Harris would be the 1.1, you'd say... JT. What are you what are you smoking? It's JT, bro. Of course it is right now. A-Rod in Pittsburgh, Najee's it's 50-50. Half the people want Najee Harris, half of them are going to want JT. Neither's wrong. Both are going to ball out. But JT, Najee, no no argument that I'm going to hear is going to convince me that Najee Harris isn't arguably the 1.1 with Aaron Rodgers. And there's no argument. Like that's going to convince me he's not capable of it. Like, I like JT. I like Najee. If I had the 1.1 and Aaron Rodgers is in Pittsburgh, I'd probably rotate. I'd pick JT in one league, Najee in another league because I will, I would want Najee Harris with Aaron Rodgers under center. It would be absolutely magnificent. Um, Najee 1.1 for sure, says Kyle. What are we thinking about Hopkins rest of season? We like him, Nick. We were talking about him earlier. Uh, Hopkins should be top 10, top 12 going forward. He feels like he's healthy. The The latest report right now that I'm reading on NBC Sports says he's back to full strength. Um, I hope we see it. I hope we see a 2TD Hopkins in, in week number 14. And I hope everybody that doubted him will will be sorry that they, they did. If Javante has the backfield all to himself, I don't think... You care who his quarterback is. Crazy world, you do. Because if he doesn't have a good quarterback and the ball can't be moved down the field, this 15 TD total potential is not there. It's not there at all if we're talking about a a bad quarter... I'm sorry, Javante. Javante would not have 15 TD potential if this quarterback situation puts this team in a spot where they can't get into the red zone. If you can't get into the red zone, bro, if you can't get near the goal line, he's not going to score 15 to 20 TDs. So it is important. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But Aaron Rodgers makes either one of these players guarantees them like 12 to 15 TDs if they stay healthy. And the crazy part is we're saying that if A-Rod ends up in Pittsburgh, Najee becomes the 1.1 to a lot of people. What happens if A-Rod ends up in Denver? Will Javante be top three? 
He it might go JT Najee Javante if A Rod's in in Denver. So that will be crazy. That will be crazy. Russell Wilson or Taysom this week? Give me Russell Wilson. Rooks is late. Rook take Rooks take a lap. We're almost wrapping it up here anyway. Does Devontae Adams follow or stay put? Um, what happened to Devontae Adams? Yeah. So this is bad. This is bad, Thomas. If Devontae Adams follows his said plan, um, Devontae balled out, but it was all garbage time. Says Colin. Colin, you must not own any Javante shares because I find the no no offense taken, Colin. I, you know you're my boy, Blue. You know you're my boy, but I find that a lot of people that are defensive or anti. Defensive, they're they're kind of want to tear down Javante's work, which I don't care, Colin. I'm not mad at you for it. I find that those are people that didn't draft him. They just want to find a reason why they didn't draft him. Is is what that is? <laughs> the psychology behind missing out. I'll have a, a video on that, and that goes to the Cordero Patterson situation. If you didn't draft Cordero Patterson, you were rooting against Cordero Patterson for a big part of the year. And it's natural. There's no shame in it. I understand it from a psychological perspective. The psychology and fantasy football. I'll break, I'll break this down in an upcoming video. It is the phenomenon of rooting against a player. Rooting against a player that you didn't call out. And we all suffer from this. And Cordero Patterson was exactly that. Um... Cordero Patterson, I even I I was like, nah, this can't happen because I didn't see it coming. So what, what what did I want? Did I want it to come true? What's that say about me? That's how we think. What's it say about me that I didn't see Cordero Patterson coming? I missed it. How did I miss it? The only explanation I have is that it's not correct. He will fall. He will falter. He didn't. It's frustrating. It's hard to let go of that. And so we all have. Uh, those biases involved. Colin says he has Javante. Colin, you're not wrong in some respects that he got a lot of work and there was some some garbage time, but he still ripped him off all game, bro. So it wasn't like... And it wasn't like the, the game was entirely out of hand from what I remember the entire game, bro. I mean, Javante's, Javante was just... Um, as, as Tomcat said, Javante's second in the league in breaking tackles. Only JT has better... Uh, and he's got more 30-yard runs than anybody, but like two or three people in the league, and, and JT's one of them. So, Colin, to your point, let's say, let's let's say, and I don't think it's entirely accurate. I think a lot of his work didn't come in like garbage time. There was a lot of opportunity for that game to still get back into uh, into control. But w- let's say you're right in that game. Let's just say you were like he's still to the point that I just read is leading the league in the top two or three, or well, I don't know if he's one to three. In broken tackles. He did it in college. He was like one of the top tackle breaking running backs in college football. And he had, I believe he's second or third in 20 and 30 yard runs in the NFL. At sharing carry, you know, workload, bro. So, I mean, Javante's proven it. It's not just one game or something. Javante's stats are, are alarming. They, they're screaming at you. Like, how does a guy getting half the work rank inside the top three overall for 30 and 20-yard runs? How does a guy that gets half the work 
literally almost lead the league in broken tackles. It, I mean, the, the stats are screaming Javante is going to explode if he gets all the work in 2022. And if it's, if Aaron Rodgers is leading that offense, good. Watch out, watch out, watch out. I lost by one last week because of that Javante pass. I remember that. I was hoping Javante would have caught that. Javante, supremely talented by all metrics and is doing it 50% of the workload. Exactly what I was saying, Stormcat. You were correct. Um, what was the question that I had? Oh, Devontae Adams from Thomas. Okay, so let me let me end on this note tonight. And please like the video. Please comment after I leave. There will be zero comments in the chat. I will try and get back to all of you tonight. Anybody that asked me a question, I might have to get to you tomorrow. Um, Devontae Song. Do you smell it? This is Javante's season. We don't need no reason. We come rumbling, tumbling, stumbling in the end zone. Touchdown is Javante's season. It's Javante's season. People wait for this all season. Now that Melvin Gordon out, we starting without rhyme or reason. Oh! <laughs> you guys made the song, not me. This is a song for the people. And I, I made the song better. Um, let's see. I have it somewhere in here. Javante Williams. I think it's right here. Javante Williams. I made a, an upgraded version. That was a very dumbed down version. I enhanced the heck out of it. And I think it's right. I think this is it. I don't know. I I, I I may have played the the upgraded version. I don't know. Uh, super chats real quick. We got one from. Uh, let me let me play that in the background. Do you smell it? This is Javante's season. We don't need no. Um, Kazi Kazi said, "Smitty, need your help at flex one PPR league." Javante Van Jefferson Ayuk. Um, Austin Walter. Uh. Javante, Javante Williams, bro. You can't say Javante Williams. I like Van Jefferson. I like Ayuk a little bit, but you, you're playing Javante. We're playing the Javante Williams song, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you asked that before we started playing it in your defense, but you can't sit Javante after we're playing the Javante Williams song, bro. Uh, and back to Thomas's question real quick before we leave tonight. Please punch a thumbs up. Please comment. I will respond to every comment I can. Pretty much all of them, 
I will I will comment to uh, reply to everybody's comment. If they reply to this video when it starts off with zero comments when I end it, not in the live chat, but on the comments. So always comment my most recent video. What happens to Devontae when when A Rod leaves? Devontae wants to go play with A Rod. Or, or sorry, Derek Carr. He wants to go to Las Vegas according to the plan. If he follows that plan, that's where wide receivers go to die. That's where Randy Moss went, looked dead until he went to New England and bounced back and had one of the best wide receiver seasons in the history of the of fantasy football. And we thought Randy Moss was done when he went to, to Oakland. It was then Oakland. I'm not saying situations don't change. I'm not saying that Oakland is Las Vegas necessarily. But going to play with Derek Carr, whether you like Derek Carr a little bit or not, Derek Carr is not the answer. And, and and I think that would be a grave mistake, and it would knock Devontae Adams out of my top three wide receivers very, very quickly. I'm not saying Devontae can't be a, a top five guy, uh, but he's not the number one or number two or number three or maybe even number four or number five guy if in Las Vegas. That is a horrible place, a horrible decision. Some of these players don't know what's good for them. They, they don't see things from up above from a big, you know, backed up perspective. They're very clouded. Um, so Devontae's horrible decision if he goes to play for Las Vegas. His best bet is to follow A-Rod wherever A-Rod goes. If a team could afford it, he could do a, a, a certain type of deal. It, it's hard to imagine a team affording both A-Rod and Devontae. But, you know, it, stranger things have happened and money can be moved around. But if he ends up, if they end up separated... Or, or if the Green Bay Packers tag Devontae Adams, they could tag him. If they tag him, Devontae Adams would be outside my top three or four if in Green Bay with Jordan Love. Outside my top four in Green Bay with Jordan Love. Outside my top four if in Las Vegas with Derek Carr. But maybe back inside my top three if he's playing with A-Rod. Inside my top one to three, if he's playing with A-Rod, let's say, in Denver. Um, I, I think uh, even probably in Pittsburgh, but Deontay's really good. Not saying Judy isn't good. I'm just saying Devontae Adams could step in and, and remain Rodgers' top target if he did go to Denver. Um, I also think that Jerry Judy could be a top 10 wide receiver with ease with Aaron Rodgers under center. We might be looking at a top 5 to 10 wide receiver in Jerry Judy, who is arguably one or two or number three overall in the league in route running. Jerry Judy, you heard me. You can at me if you want. Jerry Judy is a top three route runner in the NFL right now. And Jerry Judy would become a star. And it's easy to judge Jerry Judy and to say that Jerry Judy didn't end up turning out to be as good as we thought, but he's still very young in his career. And sometimes it takes wide receivers until their third year, especially when they don't have good quarterback play at all and he doesn't have any good consistent or solid quarterback play whatsoever and we're judging him judy could be an absolute beast if in the right scenario uh adams won't go to denver they just signed sutton and patrick yeah they did but aaron Rodgers might determine what happens with that bro if they can afford it i don't think they could yeah judy's getting judged like crazy and it's crazy it's madness Give the guy a chance. Give the guy a quarterback. Give the guy a quarterback. Let him be healthy. And maybe that's his crutch. Maybe he can't stay healthy. We'll see. But Jerry Judy with A-Rod to the moon. To the moon. I'm not saying 
Devontae Adams wouldn't have been a star in the NFL without A-Rod. But A-Rod makes people, he turns players into elite players. And I think Adams, Adams wouldn't have been near the same player he is today without Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers helped shape him. Now, Adams is who he is. He's come into his own. And he's already been molded and sculpted into a top five potential talent. I'm not saying that goes away with Aaron Rodgers, but it certainly doesn't sustain with a bad quarterback. Appreciate everybody. Thank you all for joining. I'm going to leave all your great comments on the screen on the way out the door. And uh, again, ask a question in the comments right after this video ends. I appreciate everybody being here.